Welcome all to the class. Thank you for coming. If anybody needs more cheers, they're going to bring them out. Mizrat Hashem. But don't grab. Don't grab. There'll be enough chairs for everyone. If we need, we can bring some more up from our, our second location. But I think we'll have enough probably for tonight. Okay. Looks like there's such an awakening for the month of Elul that um, we've experienced so many people coming to learn. Those people are very, very inspired. So it's nice, good to hear. We should all be blessed with a super amazing new month. Okay. Okay. So, being that the month of Elul is approaching, there is a Maimer in Lakuti Torah, Ani Ledoidi Vedoidi Li. There's actually two Maimarim of Ani Ledoidi Vedoidi Li. We learned both of them. And over here, there is a Biur, an explanation on the second Ani Ledoidi. It's on page 66 in Lakuti Torah, Daf. Lamid Gimel Amid Dalit. The Mimer itself is a the Mimer itself is a very, very, very beautiful Mimer. As mentioned, how sometimes that's really ridiculous to say that on a Mimer that is beautiful. A Mimer is godly. Maimer is a locus. Um, the, the, the beer on the Maimer, the explanation on the Maimer, doesn't read as smooth as the Maimer itself. But that's our lot now. If you want to complete the book of Lakuti Torah and have recordings of all of Lakuti Torah, which I'm trying to do, we forces us it forces us. I, I, already, I already said that we're going to bring up more cheers, Bezos Hashem, and from, if we need, we can bring from the other location. Um, so you'll make sure that everybody gets everybody gets seated, right? Okay. The the, the papers are here. It's over here on my table. Oh, you need the, the other kind of paper. Okay. The mimer itself, these papers, eh? That's what I was talking about. You thought I'm talking about the copies. No. Okay. So, um, uh, I'm learning a beer, and the beer I'm always more apikabola, and they're a little more. You know, I tried a few times. It's 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 not so simple to be able to catch the the thread, the nakuda here. It seems a little in my mind. It's still scattered, but we'll learn together. Maybe on the third a chance, it will 
maybe now that we're learning it together, it will, it will come together, the Ebishter's Hilf. Okay, the theme, the way the, the, the theme of the Mimer itself that we learned a few years ago is in this Mimer, the Alter Rebbe primarily focuses on the second half of the Pasuk, Ani Dodi Vidodi Li, I am to my beloved, my beloved is to me. He focuses primarily on the Haroe Bashashanim, that he, 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 he grazes or he, 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 um, he uh, pastures amongst the, ro- amongst the roses. He says, I am to my beloved, my beloved is to me, the one who pastures amongst the roses. So the Anila Doidi Vidoidi Li, he discusses mainly in the first mimer. The second mimer, he focuses more on the Haroya Bashashanim. If Anila Dodi Vidoidi Li is Elul, so we have to say that the Haroya Bashashanim is also Elul. What's the connection of the Haroya Bashashanim to Elul? He pastures amongst the roses. So what does it have to do with pasturing amongst the roses to uh, So to the month of Elul. So the Alter Rebbe explains that in the month of Elul, the Abishter takes us into the field of roses. And he nurtures us with roses. The entire month of Elul we're being nurtured with roses. I remember from six years ago that you smiled the same way when I said this. <laughs> I know that. So it's, it's interesting how I remember exactly that when we were speaking this idea know, six, seven years ago when we learned it, you were in seventh heaven. So I get the same reaction. So I know we're consistent. That's good. <laughs> Anyways, so basically, Chaydish El, he says... The entire month of Elul, there is a rose petals are falling from the sky. And we're shepherd amongst the roses. What's the idea? So the Rebbe says that roses, the Zohar equates roses with the 13 attributes of mercy. Because there are 13 petals to a rose. Obviously, it's probably a certain kind of a rose that has 13 petals. You buy roses over here, you'll find much more petals than 13 petals. But uh, there is a, uh, must be a certain kind of a rose that uh, has cert- 13 petals. And the 13 petals represent the Yudgim Omidah Sarachamim. And we know that in the, in the Chodesh Elul is called Chodesh Harachamim. It's the Chodesh of mercy. That means that the gates of mercy are open. What does it mean? It means that there is a powerful flow of the 13 attributes of mercy that are continuously flowing during the entire month of El. That's the meaning. Now you have already the connection. He, 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 the one who grazes amongst the roses, to Anila Dodi Vidodi Li, because in the month of Elul, in this Pasuk, it's Merum is the month of Elul. And the month of Elul is a month of Araya Bashashana. And where we experience the roses. The Alter Rebbe, however, asks, don't we know that the 13 attributes of mercy are related to tshuva and to forgiveness? And really, even though in the month of Elul we do tshuva, but really forgiveness is something that we have to wait for, as Sarasimei tshuva, mainly Yom Kippur. 
And we know, so we know that the, on Yom Kippur, it's like gushing. The 13 attributes of mercy are flowing very intensely. So the Alter Rebbe asks, we need to understand, what is the content of the 13 attributes of mercy during the month of Elul? And how is that different than the 13 attributes of mercy of, of, of Yom Kippur? Are they the same thing, or is it different? You can, you can say it's the same Indian. It's just that it starts in Chodesh Elul, and for the next 40 days, you know, it's one consistent uh, uh, thing, it's 40 days, beginning with Chodesh Elul, until Yom Kippur, 40 days of mercy, as the mercy flows. Um, but the Alter Rebbe says no. The Indian of these Yud Gilmidis Arachamim is different in Elul than in Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, it's the mercy after a person does tshuva that God should accept the tshuva. Yom Kippur, it's all about we're doing tshuva and Hashem doesn't have to forgive us. Hashem has to be merciful through, his, through the attributes of mercy. And we're, we're seeking out God's infinite compassion, His infinite mercy. Because from measured mercy, Hashem might lose His patience. Because you know, how many times? But we are trusting that the Eberster will always forgive us, no matter what. It's because we're tapping into the infinite mercy. And that's the 13 attributes of mercy. That is, they never ever, they never go unanswered. They're always, the Eberster's hand is stretched out to receive. So that's Yom Kippur, 13 attributes of mercy. Elul is a different Indian. It's not 13 attributes of mercy that the Eberster should be makabal our tshuva, but it's 13 attributes of mercy which empower the neshama to do tshuva. It's not, it's a special, it's a special empowerment, it's a special godly, a godly um, um, nutrients powerful godly nutrients God's mercy on the neshama and these powerful petals which contain within themselves God's mercy on the neshama come raining down and they go on top of us all over us in our hair in our beards if you don't have a beard and you don't can't have it in your beard but other than that it goes all over and primarily it sits on your heart and as it sits on the heart, it melts the heart, enabling the person to feel and to be able to do tshuva. Where is, these, where is it really coming from? It's coming from very, 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 very deep in the Ein Sof. It's coming from a place higher than Torah Mitzvahs. Because as the Alter Rebbe goes on to explain in the main Mimer, the tshuva that we do in Chaydish Elul is pivotal. Shoshana, Yom Kippur, the whole period is pivotal because it needs to reach God on a much deeper place than where the Torah and mitzvahs usually flow. And the idea that he explains is that there is a certain system of, of godly energy that flows to the world as a result of our mitzvah observance. And, and that, that godly flow is divided primarily into two different two different types of energies panemium and makifim panemium are internal energies 
that are oiros pekelim lights that go in vessels, and then there are or makifim makif lights, encompassing powers, encompassing godliness. Which one of them we draw down through Torah, and that is the oiros pnimiim we draw down through Torah study. Because like Torah, Torah is something that you absorb. Torah is something you understand. That's why Torah is called food for your soul. It's nutrition. You take it in. Mitzvahs is something that you obey. There is a, a command of God and you obey it. You surrender to the mitzvah. That means the mitzvah is bigger than you. It remains bigger than you. The godly power in the mitzvah is not drawn into your soul. Maybe a little bit is but it remains hovering above you and it serves as a garment. It serves as a makif. And through our Torah and mitzvahs, we draw down into the world the pnimiyim and makifim and through that we purify all of creation. Until we finish the work and Mashiach comes. That's our avod. To fix and to correct that which is not yet rectified. And we do that through the hamshacha of Torah and mitzvahs. And mitzvahs particularly have the ability to purify and rectify the world. Because in order to do, to rectify that which is very low, it requires a higher power. And mitzvahs are higher than Torah because mitzvah is the makif and Torah is the pnimi. So Torah inspires mitzvah observance, but mitzvah observance is actually, is that potent power to be able to rectify the world. And that's our job in this world. So our main job in the world is to do mitzvahs with the assistance of Torah. And what is Torah and Mitzvahs? It's a channeling, it's a, it's a channeling of godliness into creation. It's a powerful channeling of God's light. Hashem's will and Hashem's wisdom fill the universe, fill all of creation as a result of our Mitzvahs. All of that is good as long as what? As we are observing the Mitzvahs the way we're supposed to. Once we start doing Mitzvahs in a in a careless fashion and we do the mitzvah but we don't do the mitzvah correctly which comes from ignorance which comes from the lack of two things, it can come from ignorance and it can also come from the lack of love and fear of God so you don't really care that much chas so you're doing, or even worse than that, negligence as a result of that we cause the entire godly presence in creation to get messed up and there is a deep defect, a powerful defect in the whole Torah, in the entire scheme of Torah and mitzvahs, which is this entire tremendous, incredible, cosmic, godly presence and, 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 and development that has been developed throughout, through, throughout all the ages, but gets completely messed up. And, the, and uh, it can, God forbid, lead to to empowerment of the forces of the negative and so on and so forth, even to get into it and mess up and you, even they become stronger, it's no good. Okay. And that, what happens then is that the entire system almost becomes useless. There's no flow. And if the flow, there is a flow, it's very weak. So what we need to do is we need to revamp. We need to revamp both the makifim and the pnimiyam. We need to like re-jumpstart. Re we have to flush out whatever was and bring in all. Basically, we have to draw forth a, a, a godly excitement in Torah and mitzvahs from new. It should be like a new Torah and a new mitzvah. 
not the mitzvahs of last year, because the mitzvahs of last year, when they were done sloppily and negligently and not this, then God doesn't have an enjoyment in it. So the Abishter, so we have to like get a whole new start and a whole new interest and a whole new energy in Torah mitzvahs. For that to happen, we have to get to the source of Torah mitzvahs. We have to get to, and that is God Himself. Not the emanations of God. Now, the Ur Pnimi of Torah is definitely only an emanation. Even the Ur Makif, which is getting a little bit more into the very being of God Himself, not just an emanation, but it's still the Chitzainius, it's the external of the Eberster's self. In order to, to get to the God Himself, that requires... Uh, that, that, and from there is where we have to stimulate a new hamshacha, a new oil, both in Torah and in mitzvahs. And that's accomplished through Hashiveni Hashem Elecha V'noshuv. We need to do tshuva Elecha to you, God Himself. We have to reach for God's face, that Ebersht is Pneumius. And that requires a very, very intense us. That requires a very, very intense, powerful surge of the neshama with an intense longing to God, much stronger than what it's regular, than the regular, uh, than the regular uh, inspiration or energy that motivates a mitzvah observance once there is already a light and a flow where you just have to keep the wheels turning. But when you have to generate a complete new love, I'm sorry, a new will of Hashem, it requires a much deeper yisoyderus from the very essence of the person's soul. In order for us to have the koyach to do that, the power to do that, God sends us a download. Hashem downloads into our neshama from that very place where we need to elevate, where we need to stimulate. And what is that? That's the 13 attributes of mercy coming down as the 13 petals of the rose. And that's the Haroya Basheshanam during the month of El. An empowerment of truth. It's only an empowerment. It doesn't, it doesn't jolt us. Because that's Pesach. Pesach is when God jolts us. This is Hashem is not jolting us. Hashem is not picking us up, swooping us up. He's just empowering us. The idea of a king in the field. The Abishter himself comes down to us. These are the 13 petals of the rose as they sit on our hearts and, 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 and they awaken, they soften the heart and bring us to this deep, deep, deep call that we can do true. And that's the toichen of the Maimar and it's funny that in the, it's, I shouldn't say funny, but it's, I'd say it's interesting that the Alter Rebbe in, the, in this Anila Doidi Maimar talks about El, and then in the end, he, 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 he summarizes it all that it all concludes with Simchas Torah. In other words, it all leads to Simchas Torah. Why does it all lead to Simchas Torah? Because Simchas Torah is like this. After we've refreshed the Torah and the mitzvahs, after we've refreshed everything, and we realize that we've like gotten a whole new flow of Torah and mitzvahs, and we're committed to a whole new light, then we experience Simcha Shal Mitzvah. And it's interesting, the Simcha Shal Mitzvah is the, is the, 
the flip side, if we can say, of the tshuva that we do in Elo. What do I mean the flip side? Simcha Shal Mitzvah also touches on the very same place where the tshuva of Chaydish Elo does. In other words, we said before, Torah is Arpanimi, internal light. Mitzvahs are makifim. But in the makif itself, it's the lower makif. The makif that's closer to us. As I said earlier, it's like coming from the Ebishter himself, but from the Ebishter, more from the Ebishter's chitzainiyas. Simcha shel mitzvah, Torah is the Ebishter's ray to the world. Or even not to the world, but it's like already contracted light. Mitzvah is the Ebishter expressing his will, but it's still chitzainiyas. Compared to tshuva, where we want God, we want you, not even not, nothing other than you. Right? When a yid gets happy when he's doing mitzvah, simcha shel mitzvah, the joy that a Jew has in a mitzvah is the joy in the connection that he has to the Abishter himself. So simcha shel mitzvah also touches much higher than the mitzvah itself. The joy of the mitzvah reaches much higher than the mitzvah. So, but in Elul we can't. So in a sense, if we, want to, if we want to rejuvenate God's flow of Torah and mitzvahs, because we need to get to a place that's the source of Torah and mitzvahs, we should be able to get to it through Simcha Shal Mitzvah. But we can't have Simcha Shal Mitzvah when, 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 when our mitzvah observance is messed up. So what's the Simcha Shal Mitzvah? It's after we clean up our act, and we have real tshuva, and we've regenerated a whole new Torah and mitzvahs. It's almost like we say a new Torah, Torah Chadasha, a new Torah, a new energy flow of Torah and mitzvahs that come to the world. Now we can experience Simcha Shal Mitzvah, which is again touching on the very, very, very Haroya B'Sheshanim, on the same Indian that, we, that, that where those petal, rose petals are coming from. And that's why the word Sheshana also comes from the word Sheshonim, which is refers to Torah study. And that's what, uh, because they're both connected to this. But he says not, he's not talking so much about Torah study, but the simchas ha-Torah, the joy of Torah. Okay, that's the toichen and the content of the mimer. Once we know the toichen and the content of the mimer, let's see if we can make heads and tails of the beer on the mimer. Again, this is not the mimer that we're learning. We're going to learn the explanation on the mimer. The nuts and bolts of the mimer. Let's take a look. This is explanation on the Pasakani Ledoidi. The explanation of what Chazal say, Talmud Gadol. That Talmud is greater. Talmud is greater, Torah study is greater. Or Maisa is greater, or action is greater. There's a debate amongst the sages. Which one is greater? Is Torah study greater or mitzvah observance greater? When they came to the conclusion, God, the Talmud is greater, that, that Torah study is greater, but even though they say Torah study is greater, why is Torah study greater? Because it brings to mitzvahs. So you see from here that really in, in the end, we, the ultimate is mitzvah. But Torah brings, leads to mitzvahs. So now he's going to explain to us what is the, what is the quality, what is the greatness of Maisa Mitzvahs. And Maisa Mitzvahs and Birurei Noiga. The act of a mitzvah, the reason why mitzvahs are so precious is because in mitzvahs we're doing a purification in Noga. 
Noga is the part, is, is basically the world. Is the klipa that this world is, is infected by. Our world is infected by klipa, by a shell that's obscuring God. It's called Noga. But we know that in these shells there is tremendous potential. There's tremendous godly power and potential that is hidden and concealed and obscured. And our avoid is to do a beer, which means to push away the bad, the ra, and to expose the good. And then we rectify Noga, we rectify the world, and we make the world into a garden for Hashem. That's the idea of Birure Noga. Which at first, this Noga is a mixture of good and bad. And he says, let's take anything that happens in this world. Like by eating. There is the eating of a glutton, which is uh, it's just eating, it doesn't have any purpose. It's just for satisfaction of the of the of a person's uh, animalistic uh, desires. That's all that it is. So that's an experience that's hiding God, because at that moment when that person is having a an interaction with the food and that whole episode is taking place, the person uh, you know chowing down his chomping down his plate. Uh, it's as if God doesn't exist at that moment in that person's consciousness. He's eating, he's too involved in his food, doesn't know of God, doesn't know of anything spiritual. That's, that's called Achilles. There's no purpose, there's no Abishter there. He, he could be a very religious person. But now he tells God, come on, don't bother me now, I'm eating now. Right? This is not your space. This is my space. So this idea of my space, that's no God. That's the that's the that's the rav noga. That's the bad of noga. But it's possible to eat and to bring God into it, and then you actually reveal. Not only is you're bringing God in, but you're actually uncovering God in the food itself. And that's when you're doing when you're eating in a mitzvah way. But yes, shehishal mitzvah. And then there's another kind of eating which is a mitzvah to eat. Kigon achilas kachim is someone eating in, in the base amigdash. Same food, same gashmi, same piece of steak that could have ended up. That ended up in, in a restaurant could end that ends up in the base amigdash, and then it's eaten by the coin. or the meals of Shabbos, it's holy eating because it's a mitzvah to eat on Shabbos. So you see over here, and that's a mitzvah. So you see that the mitzvah of what which mitzvah, the mitzvah of eating kachim, eat, eating karbanos, or the mitzvah of eating on Shabbos, is entering into a space that otherwise is ungodly taking those very materials and making them God. Mitzvahs and the mitzvahs and birurim. That's what the mitzvahs are. They're all, every mitzvah. Gave an example of eating. There's mitzvahs that we do in clothing. Mitzvahs that we do with our homes. Mitzvahs that we do, all kinds of mitzvahs. Mitzvahs and birurim. Mitzvahs are our purifications. Lavarer to purify. That which is a physical thing. That this Dovar Gashmi, what's the content? What's the content of using something as a mitzvah? When you're using something as a mitzvah, means you're surrendering it to God's will. It's used in, in, in accordance to what Hashem wants. So, so that this Dovar Gashmi now is in a state of Bittl. Okay. Now, why is that so special? And that's why mitzvahs. He's debating now which one is greater, Talmud Gadol or Maisa Gadol. And, and according to 
one opinion, mitzvahs are greater. Why are mitzvahs greater? So now he's saying the quality of mitzvahs is you're rectifying noga. Now why is that so great? Ki, so now he explains. Ki ashvira hoishto b'shem samach gimel. The shattering of the vessels. The whole idea of what? The whole idea of noga, of sparks of holiness being found in being present in the physical things in this world and in an unholy state is because of Shvira Sakelem, because of the shattering of the vessels. And we know that which vessels shattered? Very, 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 very lofty vessels. The vessels of the world of Toyu, which the world of Toyu was a very, very intense godly world, which the world of Toyu is higher than the entire spiritual um, 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 the whole spiritual realms and the, 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 the godly worlds that there are that precede our world the world of Tayu was much higher in terms of its godliness because the worlds of Atsilus and the like they all related to the name of Ma the power of the 45 of Yudke Vavke Shem Ma that's the energy that creates called Olam Atikun that brings about the worlds of Atsilus and all the worlds of Olam of Kedusha they're all related to Shema. But the Shvira, the shattering of the vessels, is in the name 63. Shem Samach Gimel. And Samach Gimel is higher than Ma. The shattering of the vessels was in the name of 63. Like it says in Tehillim, Kuloi Sog Yachtov. So it says the word there, sug. Kuloi sug yachtav. I didn't get a chance to look up the actual translation in English. But when I used to say Tehillim, it always occurred to me that in those words, kuloi sug yachtav is hinted to the idea of shvira sakelim. Because you mentioned sug. Sug is samach gimel. And that's what he's saying, sug. Uh, you see from there, yachtav ne'lochu, it's talking about things, things coming apart. And that, that's the mashmoyas from reading the psukim. I didn't again... Venaseh, so what happened? That's before it collapsed. Venaseh ban, and then it became ban. Okay, what is he referring to? Just quickly, a Kabbalistic idea. In the Yud Vavke, in Hashem's name, there are four, primarily four gematrias, if you count the milui. Av, sag, ma, and ban. Av is ayin beis, Shem ayin beis, equals 72. Comes out from the, the, the gematria of Yud Vavke with the hidden letters. Then there is, when you fill the letters of Yudke Vavke a little differently, you get to the gematria of Samach Gimel 63. When you fill those letters on another matter, you get 45 and you get 52. These are four different manners of the Yudke Vavke. And obviously we understand that they, they represent four different manifestations of Hashem. So in our Mayimah, we're not going to deal with the first one, Ayin Beis. We're just going to deal with the latter three. Sag, Ma, and Ba. So how does it work? Like this. Sag is the, na- is the name of God that dominated in the world of Toyo. Where the energies were very intense and the vessels were very, and the vessels were very narrow. And they couldn't hold the, the energy. Then it shattered and it broke. The broken, the effects of these shattered vessels that fell down... <coughs> and became disconnected from Hashem, but still containing within them these shards from this very, very holy world of, of Samach Gimel, they fell down into the realm of Ban. 
ban is then the world. Uh, ban is the is the um, the the fifty two, is the name of Hashem associated with a world that needs rectification. And that's Oilam. He's going to say soon in a moment. Bria Yetzir and Asiya. Primarily, the world of Asiya is where the darkest elements of 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 ban of of. But ultimately, we know the rule that wherever is darker, the spark must be from higher. Okay. So again, what do we have over here? From sag comes ban. So ban is the lowest, and sag is the highest. In between the two is shame ma. Because what happened? After the shvira sakelem, Hashem saw the mess that happened. Now, obviously, he intended this mess to begin with. He said, now I'm going to re- re-emanate powers to in a world that's going to help in the process of, of rectifying the mess that happened in the world of Ba'an. So what happens? He emanates what's called Olam Atikun, which are Oireis uh, and Kalim that are commensurate with each other, lights and vessels that are compatible. Now there's no more Shvira Sakelim. The creatures and beings that are deriving from this place are very, very godly conscious. The reason they're so godly conscious is because they're not impacted by the Shvira Sakelim. And those are the Nishamais. The souls of all worlds, the pure Nishamais, they're not impacted by Shvira Sakelim. So every Nishama is in an intrinsic state of attachment to Hashem. And these are going to be the fixer men. These are going to be the ones that are the repair guys that are going to go into the world of Ban. And they're going to fish out the Nitzutze Kedusha, separate, do a beer in the, in the, in the, um, in this toxic, um, I don't know, uh, in a sense it's toxic, Klippa, in this space of Ban, in which needs to be, needs to be elevated. These sparks are elevated. And once we reconnect these sparks back to their source, then these sparks down here, which are the physical lower things of this world, shine with a brighter light than those who were in, enlightening them. Because who was enlightening them? Enlightening them were beings from the world of Ma. Now, the, the world of Ma is, is, is a perfectly attached world, a world perfectly attached to God, but Hashem has already severely diminished His power in the world of Ma, in the energy, in, in the realm of Ma. Hashem has constricted himself. The sparks that are in Ban, they're, they're emanating from Samach Gimel, where God was allowing his energy to flow out without any constriction. Infinite. So the the enlight the 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 um, the enlightened become the enlighteners. I don't know if there's a word enlighteners. Become the teachers. The students become the teachers. The Makabal, the one who received becomes a source of information, a source of energy. It's the idea that the nefesh Bahamas can influence the nefesh kiss in a good way, once you rectify it. Or the body will rise higher than the neshama. Or the woman, in the days of Mashiach, will be higher than the man. All the same idea. That ban, after its tikkun, goes up to Samach Gimel. And that's why mitzvahs are the most powerful things. Because in mitzvahs, you're engaging the ban and connecting it to Samach Gimel. That's what you're doing in mitzvahs. 
So even though now the bond is not yet fully attached, so it's not really revealing its energies of Samach Gimel yet, on that, of, that, of that world of Tayu, it's not yet connecting, it's not yet channeling. But when Mashiach will come, we will see the power of every mitzvah that we did. And the power and the godliness that's going to shine in a mitzvah is greater than the godliness that's shining in Torah. Torah is ma, the power of ma. Torah is chachma, koach ma, the power of chachma. So now Torah is higher than mitzvah. Torah inspires mitzvah observance. But once the mitzvah is done, guides your hand to do the mitzvah. Just like you need a neshama to fix the body. You need Torah to enable the mitzvah to happen and be done correctly. But when Mashiach comes, the mitzvah, Torah mitzvahs will flip over and mitzvah is higher than Torah. So now let's take a look. Ki ashvira, because the shvira, yibashem samach gimel kulei sog yachtos. Venasaban, and it became ban, shanafel b'shvira, that fell in shvira sakelem. And what happened as a result of it falling in the shvira, liyos yesh vidavar? The klipa does, the fall makes it become separated from God. When it becomes separated from Hashem, it begins to think of itself as something. Becomes a yesh, becomes a somebody. Till it becomes such a metzius, it becomes so full of itself, till you can actually touch it. And, and it, and it actually, that's what physicality is. What's physicality? Physicality is concepts that take themselves so seri- seriously, they fluff up so seriously that, they, that, they, that you can actually, uh, that they have a mamashas. All it is an, is an idea. But it's so full of itself, it's so disconnected to the, to the power behind the idea. These ideas become so like self, self-aware that they are such a good idea that they become thick and thick and thick till they become something you can touch. And you can, and you can because of its, its, its... So all it is, is a brute, is a brute being of I. That's all that it is. And that's what makes it physical. Until it becomes not stump physical, it becomes hard like a rock. Gosh, means. The ultimate I, the ultimate yesh, the ultimate metzius. And our job is, our job is to drill it with bitl. And the bitter that happens now is in the name of ma. Which is the bitl. We bring bitl by doing what? As we said before. We in constantly engage, you have food, which is one of those experiences which is the idea of Aniva Afsiyoid, I'm a yesh, I'm a somebody, and therefore my dinner is the most important thing in the world, is now, right? So when, when a person can use food and for a godly purpose, can bring godly consciousness into their eating to eat because Hashem wants them to eat so that He can serve them, huh? that changes the nature of the food. Now He says, Biyah. Now the world's Briyatsir and Asiya is is hasn't been rectified yet. Meaning this is the this is the, the repair zone. The repair zone where we need to do repairs is in Briya Yatsir and Asiya. Mashenke Natsilus isn't the case in the world of Atsilus, Atsilus is after the Tikun. Shakvar Nisakin Bibchanas Bitl, it was already fixed in, in into a state of Bitl. The bitl of Atsilus is so strong that he and all the, all the powers of Atsilus are totally unified. So they're one with him. 
as it is known from the idea of tefillah. Which we know that until Baruch Sha'amar is Olam Asiyah. And after Baruch Sha'amar, we enter into the world of Yetzirah. And after Yishtabach by Baruch we enter into the world of... And what are we doing? Every day, we go through these three worlds. What are we doing? We're doing Birurim. We're doing repairs. Now it's amazing, I've never thought of it this way. But if you think about this, in the morning when you're davening, you're putting on your repairman suit, you're the plumber, and you're going to repair, do a tikkun in the world. Oila Masiya needs a tikkun. You're a being from outside the system, as you're going to say in a moment. You're from Oila Matzilas. You don't need repair. But you're coming to do a repair. And the three phases of davening, and it seems like even though he's not explaining it over here, even though Shemayna Esrei corresponds to Atzilus, but in, in, in Shemayna Esrei you're not preparing anymore. And it, no, Shemayna Esrei is not a place of repair, because the place you are in Shemayna Esrei doesn't need repair. The repair, the rectification that is being done, is being done on the three, on the three levels of, starting with Asiyah, then in Olam HaYetzirah, and then, in a sense, for a man at least, when he's putting on his talus and his tefillin, he's basically putting on his repairman suit. You know, he needs, and now he's going to do repairs. Because just like we said before, mitzvahs are birurim, tefillah is also birur. Sha'at tefillah ugam came birur, because tefillah is also a rectification. I want to argue in order to do a rectification in the physical world. It requires a physical action of holiness. So the Rebbe says, well, because it's funny, not in this Maimah, but in the Maimah of Hanachas, the other Hanachah of this, from the, in Hanachas Harap, there's a Sefer Hanachas Harap of the Alter Rebbe's Maimorim. Over there, he, he, he emphasizes what the question, what the Alter Rebbe means over here. The question is, I mean, Birudim can only be done through an Asiya, through an act. Because you have to engage the physical in a beater. And in prayer, what's your act? So similar to what he, he speaks about the Santanya too. The reason why in prayer there's such a focus on saying the words. It's not good. You, you don't fulfill your prayers in meditation. Even though you have to meditate during davening. But you don't fulfill your obligation unless you verbalize it with your lips. You have to say it. Because through speaking the words, you're doing a physical action. Moving your jaws is a physical action. Because moving the, 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 the lips is a mice. And need It's interesting, what I was struggling over here is, what is he proving from tefillah? It seems like he wants to prove that what? At atzilus, you don't have to be mesakin. But, 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 you do have to be mesakin. Because, because, because from Tul Baruch Shammar is in Asiyah, after Baruch Shammar is in Yetzirah, and after that is, <coughs> is in, in, in Bria. Fine, but isn't after that in Atzilus? So how is he proving from davening that the Atzilus is not, is not a makim where you do birudim? And where do you, where do you, where do you, 
where, where do you see that in davening? Uh, obviously, that's my conclusion that I'm saying that you have to say that in Shmoneh. But Shmoneh, that Bukhura, according to that, Shmoneh, you shouldn't have to say with your mouth. Oh, you're saying it quietly, but you're still kimasvasav. You still have to. You still have to move your lips. You can't do Bukhura. The proof would be that if you get to Shmoneh Esrei, and you can just be totally silent without any movement of your body and no movement of your lips, then you say, oh, because then you're in Atzilus, and Atzilus is nothing to repair. Everything is in a is in a state of, of... But he doesn't say that. So I'm not exactly sure what he brings over here. Okay. And it's funny that in the other version of the Mimer, the whole, this line is set earlier. It's not as a continuation of this that Atzilus is, is, doesn't need a tikkun. Here. Yeah. And this is consistent with what we learn in Tanya, that the Nisham itself in Periklam at Zion in Tanya that the neshama doesn't need a tikkun. Neshama doesn't need tikkun. That's what it means. People who always speak, oh, my neshama came down to this world. Uh, what's my tikkun? So it's not a bad question, but it needs to be understood correctly. Some people think that you have a damaged soul. We're born with damaged goods, and we need to repair it. God forbid. The body, yeah, not the neshama. The animal soul, yeah, it's damaged goods. It needs rep, re, needs repair. Neshama doesn't need repair. The neshama is pure. Neshama shenasata bitahirahi. You gave it to me pure. When you say what's the tikkun of my neshama, what you should be meaning is that is what do, what kind of repair does my neshama have to do in the world? Not the neshama needs a repair. What kind of repair do I have to do in the world? Why? But now he's explaining why. Something he doesn't say in Tanya. Because the neshama comes from the... What's the tikkun we need to do? The tikkun is we need to take out from Shvira Sakelem. What does Shvira Sakelem accomplish? Shvira Sakelem accomplished a distortion. What's a distortion? A distortion of sense of self. That there is existence other than God. That's the distortion. That's what Shvira Sakela made. So to repair it means to fix it that it should become bottle Tasha. Atzilus is in already in a state that it knows that Hashem is its entire existence. It doesn't have a self other than God. The Neshama is also a resident of Atzilus. The Neshama doesn't have a self other than God. That's already after the rectification, meaning it's after, it's already naturally. A, a bottle to Hashem. Ah, you're going to say, well, not all neshamas are from Atzilus. That's male neshamas of big tzaddikim, the neshamas of Atzilus. But we know there are lower neshamas. So maybe our neshamas do need a tikkun because they're neshamas of Bri, Yatsir, and Asiyah. And Bri, Yatsir, and Asiyah need a tikkun. And even a neshamas of Bri, Yatsir, Atzilus, I'm sorry, Asiyah, the Bri, Yatsir, Asiyah, we have to appreciate that it doesn't mean, even a lower neshama, Briya Tzira Nasiya, doesn't mean actually Briya Tzira Asiya. Aina Atzilus Tebiyah. Neshamas are always from Atzilus. Even neshamas that are called lower souls and they're from Briya or from Yetzirah Nasiya, they're from the Atzilus of Asiya or from the Atzilus of Yetzirah. Which means they're from the godly of that world. When we say they're lower, it means that they're more relating more to the physical. They relate more to the Gashmi's, the good world. But in essence, the Nisham is a... 
How do we know that there's such a thing called Atzilus of Biyah? And he explained, because we learned that, that there are 30 vessels of Atzilus that descend and become the Neshama of the three lower worlds, Bria, Yatsir, and Asil. The inside of those 30 vessels, it's really 10 vessels. It's the 10 vessels of Malchus that go down to become the Neshama of Bria, Yatsir, and Asil. The inside of the vessels, the inner pneumius of it, the ones closest to the light, of the neshamis, of the kalim of Atzilus. These are kalim of Atzilus, which means they're perfectly one with God. The inside of those vessels, that are the, the most intense part of those vessels, they become the neshama of Olam Abriya. The middle section of those kalim, whatever that means, becomes the neshama of Olam Ayatsira. And the more external element of those vessels become the energy of the Eser Sphiros of, of Asiya, of the world of Asiya. Elachein Omru, and therefore they say, Maise Gadol. And, and, and therefore the sages say that Maise is greater, that action is the greatest thing. Why? Ki achar habirur, because after we're done with the rectification, Yiyashem Bam Gadol Meshem Ma. The name of 52, which is where the physical is, these three lower worlds are all derived from that shattered vessels of 52. Once you correct it, you connect, we connect the, the, the sparks back to where, to Samach Gimel, to that primordial world of Toyu, where the lights were much more intense uh, than, in Olam, than in the world of Ma, than in the world of Tikkun. So that's why you say, Shem Ban Gadol will be greater, Meshema. That's why we explain many places that the greatest godly revelations will be in the physical world, much higher than even in the Ruchniistic worlds above. Eishas Chayil Ateres Baila, the woman of valor, she's the crown of her husband. Ach, Bibchinas Acheres, that's on one end. That's why mitzvahs are so great. Ach, Bibchinas Acheres, and another Bibchina, Talmud Gadol. There is another perspective where Talmud is greater. Why? Because Shehu Bechinas Mahamevarer. Mitzvah is what? You're, doing, you're, you're involved in a physical action. The physical action is based on, on the Ebeshtiz Ratzay. But it's your action. It's your action that you are doing that's being in accordance to the Ebeshtiz Ratzay. So, what are, where are you Be'etzim? You're in a physical realm dealing with physicality. That, that's where you are. It's just that when, when you correct the world of Ban and you do this bitter, one day godly energy will flow through here higher than, 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 than ever. But when you're learning Torah, at that moment you're channeling godliness. It's actually the power of the 45... When you're learning Torah, even though we said, we said before, our neshamas are in a state of, are in bittel of the world of, 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 of Atzilas. That's your neshama. How can your consciousness actually be the consciousness of Atzilas? Your neshama, okay. So, one level through deep meditative prayer when you get to Shemayin you can be in that zone. Another way, is when you're learning Torah. Because when you're learning Torah, you just emptied your mind of yourself and you're allowed God 
God's mind to enter your mind. So now you're thinking Hashem's thoughts. And these are thoughts of this is godliness. This is the flow of this is the flow of a lakus through Oilamatsilas. Bikr Chachma, which is the dominant power of Oilamatsilas. Bhinas Mahamavadir, this is the power of forty-five and does the beer. Kiatalmid. What does the ta- what does the learning do? Ulavara mitzvah. So this is this is the this is the power that's doing the beer. Mitzvahs, you're you're dealing with the materials that are being nizbarer. In Torah, you're involved with the force that's doing the birer itself. Ki Talmud ulavara mitzvah. The Talmud comes to explain how to do a mitzvah. Eich How to do a sukkah. The esrig and how should an esrig be kosher v'cholom. Bechachma is biridu. With chachma is where the birudim happen. So I do want to say that this little passage that we just read can probably use a nice hour or so of explanation of what this all, how, how to understand this. What does it mean? This is the Mavara, Talmud Lavara Mitzvah. But, he, in this mimer over here, he's being very bekitzer. So now, this is one idea in which he explained how Talmud is, how mitzvah is greater, and in, this, and in another sense, Talmud is greater. So after Mashiach comes, Taka, when the godliness of, of the source of the Gashmias will be revealed, then mitzvahs will be greater. But right now, where are you in a godlier state when you're learning Torah? Because now you're connecting to the power of Ma, that's the Mavar. But now he adds it seemingly uh, another Indian. But I'm sure the two in Yonim, um, when I was learning it, I, I didn't hop exactly how the two become, are, are really one, but I'm sure they are. Also by we find this idea that mitzvahs are greater than Torah from another perspective. In a Maise Godol, Maise is greater, Shumab Chanas Keser. The mitzvahs we know, we learned many times, 613 mitzvahs plus 7 rabbinic commandments equals 620, gematria keser. Mitzvahs come from keser and Torah comes from chachma. And the reason explained many times is because keser is ratzayin and mitzvahs are Hashem's ratzayin. B'chinas keser, malashin koiteres, shu b'chinas ratzayin, this is a ratzayin sholamaylam and a chachma, that's higher than a chachma. Shehi ha-Torah, which is the Torah. And that light, a keser is makif. A keser sits above the head. So it represents levels of Hashem that are so vast and so, so great that they're encompassing. They're above anything, anything that any keli can absorb. And chachma is already a reduced, reduced, reduced light which you can internalize. The very idea that it's chachma, you can understand it. It can be brought in. But notwithstanding, I'm sorry, but in another way, Chachma is greater. Why? Even though Keser is higher than Chachma, infinitely higher than Chachma. But there is a Maila, there is a quality in a flow, in connecting to Chachma and channeling Chachma and then channeling Keser light. Because when you're channeling from Chachma, you're taking the Pneumius of it. And when you're channeling from Kesar, you're only taking the chitzanias of it, the, the external. And uh, there is a quality in Pneumius. Shema Kesar, Eine Yoyrit Kiyem, Bibchenas Chitzanias. From Kesar comes only the chitzanias, Kanaida. 
אבל החכמה, בתפום חכמה, היא בפנימיוסה, you're taking from the פנימיוס of חכמה. כמו שקוסם מקמחם באריכוס, בביר על פסק תנא רנא, as explained in that mime. אוקיי, so he gives two reasons. One has to do with the, it's interesting, I would say like this, one has to do with the effects of Torah and mitzvahs, and one has to do with Torah and mitzvahs itself. In the first beer, he was talking about the effects of it. Mitzvah impacts beer. And since mitzvah impacts beer on itzutzes, and these itzutzes really are from Olam HaToyu, so mitzvah, that mitzvah is great. Torah does what? Is the, has a mila, because Torah is the mavarer itself. It's the power, of the, the power that does the beer. But again, we're talking about its influence on the world. Then he's talking in the Madrega of Torah and Mitzvahs, Be'etzem, Be'shorsha, as they are in godliness, not in their impact on the world. So Mitzvahs are Keser. And Torah is Chach. And from some perspective, Keser is greater. Why? Because it's, it's Makiv. From another perspective, Chachm is greater because it's Panemius. And you're getting more, you're getting the Panemius of the Panemius from Chachma. And from Keser, you're only getting the Chitzayim. So in a sense you can say that the two explanations, again, he, he, he just gave us two explanations of the, 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 the differences between Torah and Mitzvah and why one is greater than the other. You can say one of them is dealing with our mission and our job in the world, and the other one is dealing with our, our personal godliness. When a yid is, let's say, learning Torah and Dumitz, he's not caring about rectifying the world. He's thinking about what is he drawing into his own nisham. But these are two in your. And afterwards, on top of page Lama Dalit. And after that, Nimnu Vigamru, they came to the conclusion, Godel Talmud, Shemevli De Maisa, that really Talmud is greater because it brings to Maisa. She'im Mayoiz Shachachmu or Pnimi. Even though Chachma is an Orpanimi. And Keser is higher than Chachma. Nevertheless, What creates and fashions the entire mitzvah is only Torah. Meaning to say like this. <laughs> He's saying, true. Mitzvahs, when you're doing a mitzvah, you're triggering the light of Keser. But in order to create that, that, um, that, that code, to activate the code, you need Torah. Torah activates the code. So for instance, you know, let me put it this way. You know, um, you know there are certain, certain things in, 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 um, in uh, I don't know, in uh, technology or anything. You know, you push, you push a certain code, you push these buttons. Yet here's my good, very good marshal. You can't go out before my marshal. You can't go out before my marshal. This is very important marshal. I'm making it up right now. Okay. So, So if you have a, a certain code, they have to push these, these buttons. And when you push these buttons, 
it 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 it'll it'll trigger uh, a very 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 important impact, you know, some in something. Okay, it will turn on all the lights in the house. You have you have homes, you know, everything is everything is everything is everything is uh, smart. So you push this code and all the light, the sprinklers go on, and then you push the code and then oh, you say, wow, it's such a powerful code. It's these codes, and you say, wow, Taka, it's great. But there is the there is the um, the um, what are they called? The technician who comes. You can buy all the hardware and put in the thing and push the buttons from today to tomorrow. No sprinkler is going on. Because you need to have the right wiring and you need to have the, the know-how, whatever it is, that activates this, this thing that these physical actions that you're doing over here is going to set the sprinkler working. And therefore, it's the same thing over here. The acts of the mitzvahs that you're doing are physical buttons that you're pushing. In a physical world. It's infinitely removed from Kesser, from the Gili of Kesser. So you need to have the Torah, which is, the, is, 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 the, is this technician, who comes and codifies exactly the mitzvahs, do, tells you all the halacha, tells you exactly how to do it, and when you do it, and, and, but it doesn't only mean that Torah gives you the information. The Torah actually may, serves as the connector, just like the te- technician will actually create that connection between here and there. Torah mediates that, that connection. So that's why the Chazal say, Godel Talmud Now here's the thing. The Talmud itself, the technician himself, as great as the technician that he is, you know, with all of his know-how and everything, if he's not pushing the buttons, the sprinklers isn't, isn't working. That means that the technician himself, you can say, if, if, the, if, the, if, if, the, if the technician can give you the buttons, that if you push the buttons, the sprinkler, the sprinkler goes on and the lights go on and, and whatever goes on. So let the, let, let the technician himself, without pushing the button, just stand there and make the sprinkler go on. He can't. It's dafke connected to these physical, but for whatever reason, it requires this physical act because only this physical thing can trigger that, that reaction for whatever reason. That's the laws of... The laws of physics or the laws of whatever, technology, I'm not a, whatever it is. So you need the physical act. So the Torah cannot, the Torah itself is not as powerful as the mitzvah, it's not as powerful as, as, as those giluyim of keser. But Torah is the brains that enable the whole system to work. As he says over here, <speaking in Hebrew> The, the coming about of the action, that the mitzvahs should be connected into this keser and makif, is through the Torah. This is the one that makes that connection of the rabbis in the Talmud, in the Shulchan Aruch, they actually were the ones who they were the channels of the Torah, channel that make these connections between Kesser and the physical world that's why you have all the Tanoim and Amarayim like this one say these are all the wirings they literally give you the wirings through which the system comes in which the Oyrein Saif should be Nimshach that these actions should be potent that these actions shouldn't be dead act. just like give an example just like when a guy does a mitzvah it doesn't have any impact because he's missing that. Uh, it, it, uh, let's say I'll give you. I'll give you better. 
Let's say it's not buttons that you push, but it's fingerprints. So you put them down, and when it, 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 it notices your finger. You put down your finger on it, and it, and it reacts. Uh, so the, 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 the non-Jew doesn't have that, 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 that code, so it's not going to happen by him. But nothing happens, even though you, you can do the same, you can shake the lulav, from today till tomorrow, he's not drawing down all the yechudim and all the unifications that are happening. You can put on tefillin, it's not active. It's only active when a yid does it. This is the idea. Without Torah, everything is deactivated. So the Torah has to activate the entire process. This will understand Hashnei Makrois. Two psukim. Shaninim l'chayra kasaisrim says that seem to contradict each other. Heaven and earth I fill. I myself fill, God says. She's referring to the Abish to himself. Like a person says in himself, Ani, I. There's another passage that says, The whole world is filled with the Abish, there's glory. The Targumai and the Targum says, Ziv Yikare, only a ray. Ziv Yikare, it's a ray. So which one is it? Is the, is the world filled with the Abishter's with the Abishter's ray, or is the world filled with the Abishter himself? So here he trans which in many memoriam he's explaining. Is it the Saiv of Kalalman or is it the Mamala Kalalman? The Mamala Kalalman is only a ray of God, and the Saiv of Kalalman is the Abishter himself. It's godliness that's not measured, it's not. And the answer is like this. Here he's saying how this is impacted through our observance. What makes the Abish to be mole? Because mitzvah is drawing, as we said, down from Keser. See, after Keser, the entire Seder Rishtalshalus, from Chachma and down, is not Abish to it's not, It's not containing... It's not... Re- Abishter is everywhere, but even there. But it's not, it's not um, channeling or 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 capturing. That's a good word. It's not capturing Abish, the Orient Soif. It's only capturing Orient from Chachman onward, from Keser and up. It capture it, 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 the the Orient is captured because it's not captured because it's not it's not limited. It's because then so. But in mitzvah, you're capturing the Ebershter himself because you're drawing on Keser. Which is Soiv of Kalam, and Keser or Makiv, it's Keser and Makiv. And therefore, since it's Taka, the Soiv of Kalam, Shemayim va'aret Shavin Lagabe Bechinazu, the Shemayim and the Oretz, heaven and earth are equal towards to, to this Bechinah. And that's why we Taka find that in many ways, mitzvahs. Are, are, are all uniform in the sense that and there's a certain uniform in mitzvah is that every Jew does the mitzvah the same. There's no chilukim be'etzem and kiyom mitzvah. Of course, there's something machloikas in and how you should do it, but be'etzem, be'etzem asiyas mitzvah, every Jew is the same. In limud ha'tayra, we say every yid is different in his understanding. Every yid learns parshas re'eh and, and appreciates it differently. Understands it differently, learns it differently, sees it differently. Because in, in our Pnimi, there's difference. In our Makif, everything is the same. In a sense, all mitzvahs are equal. That's why when you do a mitzvah, there's one same, same kavana you have by every mitzvah. And that is, I'm, 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 I'm now a servant of the Ebershtah. And that's why we also say mitzvah, a oisik be mitzvah, patam mitzvah. Because every mitzvah has a certain, there's a certain 
singularities because we're dealing with a Shamayim Va'aretz B'Shava everything is equal um, but the other passage that says Maloi Kol Aretz Kivoidoi Hainu Hainu the Torah is called Kavoid Chochma Doiraisa Mechochma Nafkis Torah comes and that's already a ray of the Yebishter and that's in each world differently in every place there now we've now established that through Torah and Mitzvahs we draw down the makifim and the oiris pnimiim. He discussed which one is greater. Fine. Now, being a in makifim itself in the oir makif, which should be mitzvahs, he's explaining that mitzvahs is the lower side of the makif, and then there is a higher makif in makif, which is not beyond mitzvahs, a place that we only reach through tshuva and not through mitzvah observance. There's two levels of makif. Makif hachoyzer, a returning makif. Makif prati, which is called an individual makif. Makif hayashar, and then there is a, a direct makif. Shuhu makif klali, which is a general makif. Shemakif meroyshev eadragle, which is makif meroyshev eadragle. Like we see in, a, in, in this idea of makif, and we find even in human beings, because we're physically, in our physical lives, because we're all reflecting godliness. So the Ur Pnimi is food, the Ur Makif is clothing, and the Ur Makif, Limakif, is, 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 um, is our homes. A home. A person needs three things to live. Food, and then you need clothing, and you need shelter. And the difference is, that the, the, the even though the clothing is Makifim, it takes you around, yet every person has his own makif. And, and, and not everybody's on one size. Everybody's their own size. So you see the makifim are individualized. The fee each person. More than that, within the person himself, the pants is different than the shirt. And the ha- each, each, each limb of the body, he wears a hat, has one kind of makif. The shirt is a different makif. Each person, each part of the body has its own makif. The home... Everybody comes in, big people, tall people, short people, you know, every size, everybody comes into the home, everybody's surrounded by the home equally. It all is encompassing everybody equally. That's the difference. So just like it is physically that way, it's all a reflection and a muscle for the godly realms. There's a makif that's only a makif because there is a makif that's only a makif because it is because this particular keli couldn't handle it. Because this particular keli, this particular vessel could not handle it. It's too intense for the keli, so it goes, it, 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 it goes, you see, remember when he called it, he called it makiv hachoyzer. Why is it called makiv hachoyzer? It's, a, it's an energy that's initially intending to be taken into a, into a vessel, into a, into a keli. But the keli couldn't handle it, so it settles down as a makif above it. And then there is a level of makif that's l'chatechila not meant to be absorbed in a case. Now in, in the Hasidus, uh, there are some really good mashalim for this Indian. The, the difference between these two makif, makifim in, uh, in, 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 in teacher-student uh, communication and the like. But I don't remember what it says, so I'm not going to share that with you right now because I can't share with you something that I don't remember. The makif the the, 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 which is makif is the lower makif because it means it's intended to it's initially 
It's only makif because this, it's makif relative to the keli. The keli couldn't handle it, that's why it's makif. So, inyan are mitzvah. So that's the inyan of mitzvahs. Shahu ha'oyr ha'nimshach umispashet pekeli. It's a light that is drawn down and, and, and expands in a keli. It's because the keli can't handle, is not able to contain and and uh, withstand the intense light. That's why it goes back out. It becomes an armakif on the keli. It says in many places that the halachis of Torah are Hashem's here. And what are the halachis? Halachis is not Torah. The halachis is the mitzvahs of Torah. It's as Torah is giving you not the shakla v'tar, not the I. It's just the halacha. It's the what's the final rutzen elyon of the mitzvah, the details of the mitzvah, and they are what are God's here. What does that mean? Here is above the head. So it says in many places in Hasidus that that um, here is Moisrei Moichen. What does Moisrei Moichen mean? It's like the residue of the brain. There's so much energy in a brain and some of that energy seeps out as the energy through the pores come out, that energy needs to go somewhere. So it goes into the hair. And the hairs contain like these little like um, geysers of brain. Isn't that cool? Mushka, you can go like that. It's like these, these, like these shooting out from the ground, like geysers of brain, brain juice. Brain energy needs to go somewhere. So they go where? They go into the hair. The hair contains these, it's the follicles or these channels. Lefizah, according to that, if we're saying they're moisrei moichen, what it would mean is, is that it's much less than the brain. The brain is the panemius, like most of the oil goes into the keli, and then there's a little bit that spreads out and goes, goes out of the keli. But really, over here when we're using the term moisrei, it means, like it explains in different memorim, it's shirayim, where the shirayim is much greater than what goes into the keli. So it's like this. There is the moichen, God's moichen, chachma binadas, the brains, in which the oil comes in, but only a little bit of the oil can go into the keli. Most of the oil try, tries to go into the keli, but it bounces out of the keli. And that becomes the hair. So really, what are we talking about when we're talking about here? We're talking about the crown, the level of keser. It's crown, that's why it's above the head. But it's, it's not essentially the real Indian of Makif. Because it's moisrei moichen. It's what didn't go into the moyach and, and comes out. But it, what I, the only differentiation I'm making is that it's not like we see here as less than the brain. Le, here we're dealing with inyanim that are... It, it's not containable in it. Now, where do we? And he says that's where mitzvahs are. Where do we see this idea? Because mitzvahs are called levushim, garments. And by the Eivishters here, it says levushe His garment is like white snow. Visaroisha. It's a pasuk in Daniel. And the hair of his head, kaomer naki, is like clean wool. Garments are made out of wool. Woolen garments. So the mitzvahs are made out of the woolen garments of God's hair, of the of the Amer Naki of the Abishta's hair. 
So mitzvahs are this godliness that's higher than the brain, higher than the mind, even of the, of, of the divine mind. That's how powerful this, this rotzin is. But still, it's, it's moisre moichen. It's, it's connected to the head. It's, it's the hair attached to the head. Let's read over here. This is the moisrim, the leftover of the moyach. And the sarois, these are the levushim. Shehen ha-mitzvahs, which are the mitzvahs. Ki ha-mitzvahs and levushim kenoida. Now, I made my own connection over here to this idea. What a, he says, Cyrus al Levushim. Where do you see a connection of Cyrus Levushim? Lechure to the idea, because it says that the Abishta's hair is ka'amernaki, is like clean wool, which wool is the material in which we make the begadim from. Avala makif haklali, but the higher makif, the godliness that's not even attempting to go into a keli. It's not even trying to get into any vessel, because it's. Lechatchila, infinitely beyond any containers. Who are makif? That's the makif. Shalagoydel oiroi, because it's so great. Eino yacholi kones klal bekeli. It can't go to a It's interesting, but even on the first makif, we still call that Eibushter himself. As long as it's not embrained, what goes into the moichen that's already called ziv yikare. That's that's a ziv. On, on, on the makif of mitzvahs, he said that's called ani malet, the Abishter himself, because it's it's not constricted by Caleb. But still, the fact that it's attempting to go into a keli, it's the chitzainius of the Abishter, not the pnimius. Avol hamakif akloli u hamakif shalagodil oyre ene yachol akonis klal be keli king onto a keli at all. Oh, and how do we touch that makif? How do we ever get in touch? With what's beyond the Abishter's here, but Abishter himself. Well, in Torah, you're getting connected to God's brains. In Mitzvah, you're getting connected to God's here, and you're making garments out of the wool of the here, which means godliness that's infinitely higher. And then, and how do you touch what is even higher than the here? The ain't sof mamish. That's in the joy that you have when you're doing the mitzvah. In the mitzvah itself, you're, 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 you're still in the Levushim. But to get to the Abishter himself, Mamish as he is, is in Simcha Shal Mitzvah. Because what's the joy of the Mitzvah? The joy of the Mitzvah is the explosive feeling, God, I'm in a relationship with you. That's the joy of the Mitzvah. Because joy is, Simcha is Makif. Which encompasses it from head to, to leg. Like we see, where do we see that? When you're really, really in a state of explosive joy, you dance. Dancing is something that equalizes head and, head and foot. When people are dancing, their entire body is in one state of energy. There's no difference between the energy in the head. Every, I mean, the feet do all the hard work, but it's like the head, everything is movement, everything is moving. Talking about spontaneous, real dancing. The entire being, because it's an energy that is... Because what's re- think about it. What's released in the person 
is that you are suddenly fully there. You're, 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 you're the, see, generally when we're operating, we're not, we're not, we're not conscious of, 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 of the very self. Our mind operates, our emotions operate. We're operating through a big filter. The filter, the eye, is, is, is kind of suppressed, is outside of it. What's there is the koiches anefesh, the, the, the illuminations of the soul. When a person is happy, it means that you yourself now suddenly feel alive. You yourself come out, are, are flowing into your consciousness. And when you yourself flow, that's, that, that's you from head to toe. And that's why the energy of joy is like, wow. And as a Jew experiences that simcha shel mitzvah, he's grabbing God's very self as well. Because we're all, we're all aligned. So generally we're working with Everything is in one state. It's not in a state of prat. According to one, in Levushim, it's mislabish in every Bechina according to what it is. The Makafa Klali is all, all across. Keniskaliel, as we said earlier. I could be why by a wedding we dance. It's the stages, it's the, the Pnimi, the Makifim. And this is the dancing, is the, is the entire person, the entire. Now, therefore, it says, today we do them. Oh, this is the way it's supposed to be when, when a yid is the way he should be. And that's our work in this world to activate these three things Torah, internalizing energy, mitzvahs, garments, and simcha shal mitzvah, God Himself. But all of that can only be done in this world. Today's days to do them. Here's the amazing thing. Only in this world do we have the do we have access to the two levels of makif, the mitzvah and the simcha shal mitzvah makif. We only have access to that in this world. Once we leave this world and we go into worlds full of light, full of all uh, giluyim, it's only since oh, one second. It's only the little rays of God of, of 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 which is coming through Hashem's brain through Torah. That's what they're experiencing. Oh, great illumination! But there's no access to the makif to the here. There's no access to the to what's beyond the here. We're talking about levels infinitely higher. No access. The reason is because in those worlds, whatever you're accessing, you're actually feeling. Those are worlds of light. Those are worlds of brightness. So levels like that can't be revealed because if they would be revealed, there wouldn't be a world. It's not possible that that should be revealed and there should be a world. So in those higher worlds, it's not shaykh for this. The only thing you can have are the rays. The quality of this world is the numbness that this world has, the darkness. Since it's so dark and everything is concealed, you can be, you can be pushing and, and connecting and, 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 and attaching yourself and accessing like unbelievable. But since it's Behelem, it's, 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 it's something that we can, we, can, we, we can connect to. So we're doing like crazy things 
crazily awesome things in this world, but I have no clue what we're doing. And that's why it can happen. Similar to what the Alter Rebbe explains, why, why the Malachim can't have the Gilu Shechina. Because if they would have Gilu Shechina, they ain't a Yachel Lizbael. They wouldn't be able to handle it. Because they're living a world that they couldn't handle a mitzvah. They would pass out. But we, because of the coarseness of it, which is concealed. And through the act of mitzvahs, we're, we're, we're actually drawing down the makif. In the word oilam everything is revealed. And therefore, it has to be in a keli, you have to be able to experience. There, everything takes tremendous amount of time. You have to go from level to level. And first, to even start experiencing godliness, a person needs to be purged in, in purgatory, Gehenim, to get cleansed and slowly start being able to experience godly revelation. And everything moves in a very slow You can't jump. In this world, a person can be a Russia. And two minutes later, it can be involved in the greatest godliness. Unbelievable. And this is the tachlis. I just was reading from the Rebbe, a very beautiful thing. The Rebbe was saying that a person sometimes thinks like, how can I go to a Jew and put him on tefillin? And how can I go to a Jew and do... Like, he's not ready for such holy things. He's not ready for such holy things. Like, he, look what he's been, he's not, no, no, no fear, no, no shaykhs to mitzvahs to anything. And like, just go ahead and, 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 and blast them with, with such kedusha, with such holiness. I mean, it's ridiculous. So the Rebbe says, well, every Jew should think about the idea that, uh, that, that, that every night you go to sleep, and when you're asleep, you're not shaykh to any mitzvah while you're sleeping. You're not shy. Your body is a clump of... And yet you have no problem waking up and going to B'tu It's Not a problem. Behold it. It's not... It's, he says, you're so disconnected from any shaykhs of any Yiddishkeit or anything. You're sleeping like a, like, a, like a dead log. And then you wake up, okay, and you're already doing a mitzvah. Which is beautiful. But you see that Abba says that you could transition from being in a state totally un-mitzvah related to a mitzvah. That's the power of this world. You can make... And therefore, says, why should that person any be any different than you? That I was just helping us find it within ourselves. Even at Tzaddik, even someone never... We know ourselves that we do have errors, we do things we shouldn't be doing, so we, we see we transition. But even someone who's always perfect shouldn't think that, oh, how can I do it with that person who's not... Because just the mere fact that you're sleeping, the Rebbe says, the state of sleep is, is a complete disconnect from, from like refines, from refinement. And, and even though he says when you're sleeping, your neshama can be in a high place. But when you to your guf, you're not in a, in a refined state. And yet you can do a mitzvah. That's the power of this world. The power of this world, we can go from Z to eight, from eight to Z in a split second. Because this is the world where we have access to save of Kalalman. And there, there is no, no limitations at all. And that's why the neshama comes down to this world. It has a yerida. It comes from the worlds of light, which are only capturing the light of God, the rays of God. It comes down to a world of darkness, and we're God's 
in where Hashem Himself becomes available. And the Neshama comes down over here to do a bidur. Levarer, to do a bidur. To make the entire world bitl. For that, thousands of neshamas, millions of souls come down through all of time and space, through all the periods of time and all areas of the world and all situations to bring bitl into these situations. And, and, and by doing what? Through, through Torah and mitzvahs. By drawing down internal energies. And, and encompassing lights. And all the years of our lives are 70 years. That we're not given to the person. Only for this person. The neshama doesn't need a tikkun onto itself. And it doesn't even need this hamshacha. Doesn't have to daven. A neshama doesn't have to daven. It doesn't have for itself. Why? Because which really all neshamas are tzaddikim before they come down into the body. So neshamas are, it says about tzaddikim, how are they in front of God? They're like a candle in front of a big blaze. That means they're in a state of total bittal. <coughs> you take a small candle, put it next to a blaze, the candle gets sucked up in the big blaze. That's how tzaddikim are. Neshamas, they're, they're, they're completely nullified tasha. It becomes bottle on its own. And a child is the leg, the feet of the father. Hashem is the father. We're the child. We're his feet. We're just him. The main descent of the neshama. It's in order to convert the intellectual soul that's in the animal soul. That means to, to purify, first of all, to take our human mind and fill it with godly knowledge. It's interesting, Lashen. Nefesh HaSichlis, Sheba Nefesh Bahamas. Which in Chesidus explained, it's the higher part of the Nefesh HaBahamas. Through the Amshach of Torah and Mitzvahs, Shem Pnimius and Makifim Kana, which are the Pnimius and the Makifim, as we said earlier. Ayim HaShakasu HaPasak, He said, Tzegav V'Nosna Shem HaLekecha B'Yadecha, Ta'aynu HaYedei Torah and Mitzvahs, Through Torah and Mitzvahs, the enemy gets given over into your hands. The completion of the bitter of the nefesh of Bahamas. Why you can't become a mensch without Torah mitzvahs? Why to really become a mensch, which means the, the bitter of the animal soul, requires dafka Torah mitzvahs. Ah, now the Rebbe says, here is where the Elul part comes in. But if someone sinned and he already messed up this entire Indian, he needs to do tshuva. To draw down from above to make up what is lacking. And to, and to fix the blemishes. And this is the way it says, from the depth from a very deep place, I call you forth, Hashem. Simply, it means I'm calling out to you from a very deep place, but according to Hasidus, it means if I botched up this entire flow of energy, of makif and of panemium, which is the yudke vavke, yudke vavke is the flow where, through which Hashem reveals Himself to us. That's the yudke vavke. Mima makim krasicha havaya means mima makim from a deep place in you, Hashem. 
If the flow of Yudke Vavke, if your emanations are not flowing because you got frustrated with our observance from last year because we messed up, so now we need to draw forth Mimamak and we have to go deeper into you and draw out a new Hamshacha, a new interest, a new vibrancy in this, in this connection. Krasicha, that's the meaning, Krasicha, we're calling you Havaya to pull out a new Yudke Vavke. Havaya is the general power of all divine emanation, general world of Atsilas, Yud Chachma, Chulu, and the Makifim too. That's all part, because on the, on the Yud there is a, a, a thorn on top of the Yud, which represents the Makifim that are higher even than Chachma. We have to recreate a new Havaya, Mechadosh, Oyrez Bekelem. You have to make new oiros bekelim ki amshocha so oiros shekvar nimshuchu bekelim because the oiros that were already drawn down. In other words, we have to create a new god. Huh. Say that in the hammer. Oops, we're going to get into big trouble. That make a new abishter, not not a new abishter, but a new abishter as a projector to as God's presence in the world needs to be renewed. That's the idea. Because the oiros that were already drawn into Kalim, Nifkamu, they were blemished. As a result of the of the of the uh, negligence or poor performance. And now we need to draw down new lights. And this from a deep place. May asara oimkim from ten deep places shebaseres you made tshuva, which are in the ten days of tshuva. Umke de chashucha, the depth of darkness, because there is no light. So we have to go to the place of the source of light that's called the depth of darkness from where light comes from. Yoshas chayshich sichru shisrei where Hashem shrouds himself in darkness. Vezehu, and this is the meaning of Ashivei nuelecha, return us to you. Mekaira de Kula, the source of everything, Kenoida, as it is known. Shemei ain't saif baruchu Now this idea that we have to call it forth from a dark place. What does that mean? Because from the ain't saif baruchu when you go all the way, all the way, all the way back to the quint essence of 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 essence. At the very, very, very beginning. So you have what it says that the Orient Sof was everywhere. Then there was a tzimtzum, there was a contraction. Umakumpanu in an empty space. Vachalal and a vacancy. And afterwards, Hashem emanates a tiny little thread. From this thread, from this thread, it starts to emanate all these encompassing lights, all these spheres, umakifim and all the makifim, where it speaks about the whole primordial system of how the, the whole cosmic order came about to begin with. It comes about through an evolution. But it starts first with a complete removal of Hashem's presence, light at least, revealed self. And then through a tiny little thread Boom, that's the source. That means from the darkness starts the light. From the concealment that's before Tzimtzum Arishon starts the light. 
And now, and, and then you have all these makifim, and then you, so all year long we're already post this, this process. So we're drawing down, as we spoke earlier, through Torah one level, through mitzvah the next level, simcha shal mitzvah. These are all levels within, within, this, within this pro, within the system. But now we need to get to mimamakim. What's the mimamakim? The mimamakim, he says, is to the beginning of the thread, where the thread is plugged in to the pre-thread, to the ain sof that's shining before the tzimtzum. That's how far you have to get back. That's called mimamakim. From there you need to generate new life. The beginning of this kav is Malchus of Adam Kadmon. That's the depth. And that's where the 13 attributes of mercy come from. From that very omek, from that very deep place. And this is the idea of tshuva. And that's why we know tshuva is more intense because tshuva is to tshuva is touching on this very, very deep place at the very, very, very core, higher and higher and higher and deeper and deeper and deeper, much, much greater than where the tzaddikim are triggering and where the tzaddikim are pulling. B'makim shabali tshuva oimdim, the place where the bali tshuva stand. Chulu, no one can reach that place. The mashchen they pull God himself. Bechele yatir, they're pulling. Oh no, the bali tshuva gets pulled. Bechele yatir. With added vigor. So they're pulling at the Ebershter. Elecha mamish, to you yourself. So that's what we're going to do. And when we do tshuva, we fix it all. But the Rebbe says, how are we going to get to that? Such a deep, intense shaking from the very core of a person's essence to be able to reach so high. For that, the Ebershter gives us the month of Elul in which he showers us with the rose petals as the rose petals start to fall, as of Hashem, tomorrow night, so these rose petals, these are the 13 attributes of mercy, they are coming down to enable us to do tshuva, to be able to evoke within our hearts from the deepest place that yearning to Hashem. This intense chela, this intense energy. These are through the 13 attributes of mercy. That's from Rishchodesh Elul. It says about these thirteen attributes of mercy. No, it says about these days. Moshe Rabbeinu says, "I stood in the mountain during these forty days, like the first days." Moshe Rabbeinu calls these days like the first days, because Moshe Rabbeinu was on the mountain two times forty. Forty in the beginning of. Um, 40 right after, the, uh, right after uh, the giving of the Torah on Sivan. And then at the end of those 40 days, the 17th of Tammuz, they made the golden calf, so he broke the luchos. Then he went up a, a second time, 40, ta- 40 days, but God was angry. Moshe was pleading, Hashem was upset. And then he went up the third time for 40 days, but this time it says, it was, it, I, Moshe Rabbeinu felt the wrath was gone, and it was kiyamim arishonim, it was like the first time. It was, it, was in, it, it was in God's continence and in God's kindness. But here the Rebbe is taking the words Kiyamim Harishonim and learning that it means Kiyamim Harishonim is referring to this very, very deep mystical place. The 13 attributes of mercy. Kenoi died is known. There are, what is days? A day means an illumination. Light, day is illumination. So the days of the world means a godly illumination that's measured for the world. 
Olam. So it's, we say, for example, how many days are there? There are seven, seven days. So the seven days correspond to the seven spheros. And we know the seven spheros are the seven building blocks of the world. Limited. But then there is, so they're finite. Like they say, Ze'er Anpin, they're the small face of God. But then there is the Yemei Kedem, the ancient days. Yemei Kedem, ancient days means primordial illumination of days. Days that are not limited to the world. They're not in any way, any limitation. There's the infinite mercy of God, the infinite compassion of the Ebershtim. Sheyesh Yemei Oilam Yemei Kedem, and there's early days. Shnois Oilam, there is the years of Olam of the world. Shanim Kadmonios, and ancient years. Yemei Kedem, and what are Yemei Kedem? They're from the depth, the Cheshucha, that's from the depth of darkness. They're from the depth of darkness. Malchus the Adam Kadmon. It's from Malchus of Adam Kadmon. Adam Kadmon over there, things are not called Olam. It's Kedem. That's why it's called from Adam Kadmon comes Shanim Kadmoniois Yemei Kedem. And he gives you a bunch of sources to look on this idea of Kedem, the days. And only the Balchuva reaches this place. And from these Yemei Kedem, these are the 40 days. These are the days themselves. These are not regular days. They're not days of the world. These are days Yemei Kedem. The days of Elul are different days. They're not drawn. The days themselves are not drawn from Yemei Olam. They're from Yemei Kedem. They're primordial days. And therefore, from that place, from those days, the days themselves bring you these makifim bigalites that sit upon us and they cause us to do tshuva. They empower us to do tshuva. So on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we also experience the 13 attributes of mercy. But that's the post-tshuva 13 attributes of mercy. That's 13 attributes, responding, forgiving us for the sins that we've done for the breaches or whatever we've done. But this is not forgiving, this is empowering tshuva. On this it says, I am to my beloved. And the Pasuk says, And to, simply it reads, And to me is his longing. I am to him, and to me is his longing. But it doesn't say, And to me. It says, and upon me is his longing. What does that mean? In order for us to long for God, in order for us it should be, I should long to God, it's because, upon me, hovering upon above me. Obviously this revelation can't be revealed to a person. It's hovering, it's makif, it's way above us. Above me, is his longing. God's longing to us and that powerful love of God to us is what we marinate in for 40 days. And, and that's what helps us do tshuva. That pulls out the tshuva. The loiks, if it doesn't say, they lie tshukase, and to me is his longing. and upon me. Above in a state of makiv. Similar, this idea that there are clothing, that God blankets us with these rose petals. 
This idea that he gives us a lavush, a makif, which helps us do tshuva, we find is similar to the garments of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. It's also garments. It's a makif that empowers him to do the Yavodah. Me, Garam, it says over there, Shani Ledoidi, who caused that I should be Ledoidi? That's what it says in, in Idra, in, 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 the, in the Zohar of Pasha's Nosai, Bishim Da'alai Chukasai, because Chukasai, because upon me is his longing. Achin Bizoyer Pasha's Lechlecha, but he asks a question. In Zohar Pasha's Lechlecha, it says, Bepidish Ani Ledoidi. It says, first Ani Ledoidi. Ani Ledoidi Bekadmaisa. First is Anil Adoidi, Ulabasar, and afterwards Valai Chukasai, and afterwards God's longing is upon us. So it implies the opposite. These two Zohars seem to be contradicting each other. In one Zohar it says, Who causes me Anil Adoidi? It's because Alai Chukasai, because upon me is his longing. And, and, but in the other Pasuk it says the opposite. First we need to have Anil Adoidi, and then Alai Chukasai. And so it, it seems to be an Idrizuta. So how do you set it up? How do you... So he explains, that's the two 13 attributes of mercy. One of them is, begins in the month of Elul, and the other 13 attributes of mercy is mainly in Aseris Yomei Tshuva and mainly on Yom Kippur. One is after our Tshuva, God reciprocates to our Tshuva through His 13 attributes of mercy, and He forgives us everything, and He repairs the channels, and it's a whole new relationship. And the other one is preparation for truth. From Elul and Yom Kippur. Because on the 13 attributes of mercy of Elul, they are a hamshacha to enable the Sarusa de Latata that we should be able to have on Osiris. Alzeh Omru, on this it says, Mi Garam, who causes Shani Ledoidi, that I should be Ledoidi, Mishim Da'alai Chukasai, because upon me is his Chuka. So it happens first is the, is the revelation from above, and that warms the heart. But then the 13 attributes of, 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 of the 10 days of Tshuva and Yom Kippur. See, interesting, before he says only Yom Kippur, Heritaka says both. and Yom Kippur. That's already forgiveness. El, the Abraham didn't forgive you. He's, he, he's warming our hearts that we should ask for forgiveness and, we, and then afterwards he will forgive us the second level of the 13 attributes. Mechilas Avoynes, al yadei ha-tshuva, through Tshuva, al ze omar, al yadei shani ledoidi bekadmaisa. Through this, that I will be ledoidi to my beloved first, al yadei zev, alai chukasai, his longing will be upon me. Fa'ayim ha-shukasai, in your base, bechinais yud gimu midis, the el v'yem ha-kipurim, b'dim ramascha v'samti katkeid, v'shari duchta, it's in the other maimer, in Parshas Re'eh, which we learned, Samti Katkeid, an unbelievable mimer. Over there he talks about these two Bechinois in El as well. El and, and Yom Kippur, he explains them both. And this is what it means, the one who flocks or who shepherds amongst, grazes amongst the roses. These are the 13 petals of the rose that surround the rose. And these are the 13 attributes that Micha says. That's interesting. He's now going to the, explain the difference between the thirteen, the, between the thirteen attributes of Micha and the thirteen attributes of Moshe Rabbeinu. Thirteen attributes are mentioned in the Torah once in Moshe Rabbeinu, and then Micha, the Navi Micha, also mentions thirteen attributes. 
So the, in Hasidus it explains, and based on a Zohar, that these are... Now, this is not the two 13 attributes. This is not the 13 attributes that he just mentioned, two levels of 13 attributes, one in El and one in Yom Kippur. That's, that's not that. The, 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 um, those, that two dimensions is in the 13 attributes of Micha itself. There is the way that it comes to us in El and the way it comes to us on Yom Kippur. But the idea of Moshe Rabbeinu's 13 attributes of mercy are different. And what are they? And the idea is as follows. In general, the month of Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, we are tugging on the 13 attributes of Micha, not of Moshe. What's the difference? So the Zohar says that Moshe Rabbeinu's 13 attributes of mercy were primarily mercy for, for physical life. For our physical life, for our material life. That means, because by Moshe Rabbeinu, there was a threat of annihilation of the Jewish people. And Moshe Rabbeinu needed to save the Jewish bodies, not the Jewish souls. Because if the Jewish bodies would have died, their souls would have gone up to heaven, they would have been fine. The problem was their bodies. So Moshe Rabbeinu needed to save our material existence, our physical existence in this world. Moshe Rabbeinu's 13 attributes of mercy is Hashem's mercy on our body. And therefore, whenever we're in a state of illness, state of drought, or any kind of problem, we resolve it by evoking Moshe Rabbeinu's 13 attributes of mercy. But there is another type of a mercy. And this is what the Alter Rebbe is talking about. The month of Elul, the month of, where a person doesn't realize that our neshama is withering away in horrible pain. It has a job to do it came down to the world only for the sake of illuminating the world with powerful, powerful dosages of godliness, as we spoke earlier. And if, God forbid, it messed it up, and therefore the soul is incapable now of doing a mitzvah, of drawing any, even when he does them, he's not drawing down, because the whole system has been made up. It's a tremendous pity on the neshama. A neshama that got caught, a neshama that got, that got, that got stuck in the muck, and is not moving, and not doing what it should be doing, it's a horrible situation. And that is a whole different mercy. It's like God having mercy on the neshama, which is a part of Him. That mercy is a higher levels of mercy than the mercy of Moshe Rabbi. Micha's 13 attributes of mercy, we're referring to the 13 attributes of mercy as it is applying to the neshama. And it comes out of a pasuk, Mikael Kamoicha. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be familiar with this idea when I'll tell you that when you go to Tashlech, we say a pasuk, Mikael Kamoicha, and you're told in the Machser that every word you say, you should have in mind corresponding Mikael Kamoicha to Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachum. You don't say it, but you have it in mind. Oh, so that's the Yud Gimel Midas Arachamim, and we do it on Rosh Hashanah by Tashlech of Micha. And that's the, that's the 13 attributes of mercy that is flowing during the month of El. It's not so much that we should be able to unload on our physical problems. It's primarily that we should be able to get back on track or re, have, have a complete spiritual reset. That's what we need. Every year Rosh Hashanah we need a complete spiritual revamp and reset, a reboot so that we can operate and fulfill our mission in this world. And for that we need divine assistance and we need God's mercy. And that's the idea. 
And these are which these are in a much higher level. They're in the Pneumius of Keser in Attic, in the ancient one. They're higher than Moshe's 13 attributes. Moshe stated elsewhere. Moshe Rabbeinu was mamshech below into the Zeranpit. Like it stated in Idra. Moshe Rabbeinu's 13 attributes were for the material life, life of this world. Moshe needed that to do that. Why? Because God threatened Moshe that let me and I'm going to destroy them. And this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu was bringing down the 13 attributes of mercy for God to have mercy on something very low is also seen by the fact that as soon as after Moshe mentions the 13 attributes of mercy, it says he bowed down. Now we know that one of the purposes of bowing in addition to surrender is when you're bowing down, you're channeling something very low. You're bowing to the floor means you're, you're, you're bringing it down. You're bringing the head down. You're bringing all the energies down, down, down. When Moshe Rabbeinu did that was he took the mercy and applied him to the physical bodies of the Jewish people. So that's why he bowed down. Bowing He drew it down, down below. But the 13 attributes that Micha said, and Yud Gimel Mida is the Erech Anpin. These are the 13 attributes of Erech Anpin. It's interesting, before he said it's an Atik, and now he says it's an Erech Anpin. So I'm not exactly sure. Erech Anpin is, the, is, not, is lower than Atik. Okay. and Hashemas, which are to the life of souls. Shuchaye Elokus, which is godly life. It's not your material life, your human life, it's your godly life. Like it says in Zoya. Is chesed the legav? There is a internal chesed. Is chesed the labar? There's an external chesed. Chesed ikra chesed oilam. There's a chesed that's called chesed of the world, which is more related to the world. The zah when zayr ampen is called world. The chesiv amarti oilam chesed yibana. When I said oilam, I want a world. Chesed yibana. Hashem built chesed, or as explained. Oilam uh, chesed yibana. I want to build the world on chesed. But whatever you see from here is that you see there's a chesed that relates to the world. High chesed, the attic, and then there's another level of chesed, chesed of attic. Lav bechaye gufa, the Zohar says, it's not in life of the body, relating to physical life, itmar, el bechaye de nishmasa, it's in the life of the soul. I am bezoyer ba'loischa, zomim beisuma. Vezehu ayroya b'sheshanim, that's what we say in the month of El Anila Dodi Li. God um, pastures amongst the roses. Shuroye zonu mefarnes. The Abish there is Zanum Afarnes on in the month of El. God nurtures us, He feeds us the rode, the roses. And He says, all year long, God is also giving us food. God is always nurturing us spiritually. But the spiritual nurture we get all year long is grass. We don't get roses. All year long, it says, God gives us grass, holy grass. Hmm, people, some people want to smoke that. All year long. If they would learn this, they would never need a smoke. That's what they should be smoking. All year long, God gives us grass. Now, mainly why we need the grass is like this. All year long, our neshama doesn't really need the sustenance that much. It's our animal soul. We need koach to rectify the animal soul. And an animal eats grass. So we have to feed our animal. And what does it mean? He's going to explain that we all have an animal soul. 
And we have to get our animal soul on board that it too should love God. And our animal soul on, own, on its own is not interested in loving God. So we need to empower it. So we get divine assistance to empower it. That divine assistance is special angelic food. There is fish food that you buy to feed your fish in the tank. There's cat food you buy for your cats. There's dog food you buy for your dog. And there's special angelic food that God feeds our neshama every day, special grass. He sends it down through the angels and it empowers us to rectify the animal soul in us, to feed our animal, that it too should want to love God. And we say that when do we eat? It's during davening. That spiritual food enters, the spiritual enzymes enter into our body during davening, in which we meditate on the angels before we come to Shema. And why are we meditating on angels? Because we're saying that just like the angels are loving God, we too should love God. Our animal soul is derived from the angels. And when you give our animal soul a little of that angelic food, it too will sing like an angel. And that's the idea, b'chol nafshecha, with all your soul, with both your souls. B'chol levavcha, with both your hearts, your animal soul as well. That's all year long. Elo, we need, our neshama needs to eat. Not unrelated to our animal soul. Our neshama needs to be given an extra potent, extra powers, extra strength. Because a neshama has a tremendous job. What we need to do on Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur is we need to storm and reach and affect places that are just unbelievable. We're climbing a gazillion levels higher than we are all year long. And to be able to make that climb to such a high place, we need to be well fed for a month before. And the entire month of El Hashem is feeding our soul with that potent stuff which is infinitely higher than the angel food. It's rose food. It's coming from that in, it's coming from Yemei Kedem, from the ancient days. It's way above and those are the 13 attributes of murder that Hashem is feeding our neshamas during this time. So all year, first you can explain what it is all year long. With grass. Like it says, Give grass into your field, to your animal, and grass to the service of man. That the Jewish people receive love and fear through the angels. By the blessing of Yoitzer Oyer, Kulamahuvim, Vayafanim, Chulu, Vayadezem, Akablum, Gamkenis, Pilus, Avavayira. And this enables them to have excitement of love and fear. Or the Tikkun of Kadush, I think he means when the Malachim say Kadish, 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 our Nefesh receives some of that vigor. Gamkein, Vahainu Nefesh of Bahamas, that's our animal soul. The nefesh doesn't need this rectification. Because your godly soul is higher than the malachim. So you can't say our godly soul needs nurture from the malachim. Quite in the country, the nisham is higher than the angels. It's higher than the angels of every world. The nisham is from the primius. And the malachim are from the external. The outside of the world. It's our animal soul. Our animal soul comes from the malachim, the oifanim. 
the real chitzonius, the real gashmius in the world comes from the dregs of the ofanim. The our animal soul's energy itself comes from the panemius of the ofanim. It's the first time I remember seeing that in Chassidus. The, the 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 rest of the world itself gets feared from the from the mamish from the the dregs of the angels. What the angels mamish, uh, what, what they what they uh, the waste literally the waste of the angels becomes the pleasures and all the material things in this world. Our animal soul is fed from the gets its energy from the internal of the angels, of the lower angels called Ifan. and therefore it gets inspired by them. That's why every day by davening we speak about the malachim and we inspire. Our animal soul should also come along, it should be on board, it should agree. So you have to give them food. You have to draw down from the ifanim, the chayas, they are the root and source of the animal soul. And the reason is, he uses a Kabbalistic phrase, you can't sweeten the judgments which means to rectify a stiffness, which is the animal soul. It's stiff, it's stubborn. You can't sweeten it and, and change its course. Only through its own source. Its own source is the malachim. So you have to give it a taste of the malachim. And say to the animal soul, you have to realize that your source itself is not lowly animalistic. Your source itself is a malach that's also yearning for God. So why don't you get on board with your own source? This idea is discussed. And that's why the men of the great assembly commanded us or instituted every day that we should say Before you're saying Shema. In other words, when you're saying Shema, you want to love God already. And you want to bring your animal soul also to love. So before you say Shema Yisrael, you're first connecting to the Malachim and you're drawing down energy from them. Yisrael, the one is the godly soul. It has a job. What should it do? With both your inclinations. With all both your soul. Even with your animal soul. But how can you get your animal soul with it? I will give grass. Which Sadcha, who Chakal Tapuchin Kadishin, First, it goes through the apple orchard. So that it can get to your animal. Because Malchus is the source and so forth. Of the Malachim, of the Merkava, and then finally all the way down to the animal. Then you will eat and you'll be satiated. So this is this idea. That's all year long. It's time to bring your godly soul as well into, into the rehab <laughs> to get a little, a, little, a little nurtured, to get a little intensified. The Abishter nurtures the, 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 with roses. God is giving us spoonful of spoonful of rose soup. Yeah. These are the 13 petals. And this is what it says. That a man doesn't live only on lechem levade. Lechem is this lower food. That's not our only sustenance. 
what comes out of God's mouth, which means the source of Hashem's mouth, which is this special food, this dish. This, this. It's a higher type of bread, bread from heaven. Which comes from dew, this level called crystal dew, which comes from the concealed mochen. Which is the source of the 13 attributes of mercy. Look over there. Similar to that, who I have fresh, we turn over the page, we're almost done. For the difference That's the difference between Venasati Asaf to the Roya Bishashana. So now he's going to connect it because it says this higher bread, this higher sustenance is from Moitzah Piyashem. So the Zohar says, Da koil that's the sound of the koil of the shofar. Baha'i koil shofar tal yakulia. And what's this koil of the shofar? That's the, that's the sound of the shofar. You can say that's the shofar of El, not just the shofar. Finally, Fisha'al Yadeya Shoifer, through the Shoifer, is Galus Yudgim Zorachim. I don't even know if he's talking about the Shoifer of Rosh Hashanah. It could be even the Shoifer of El. That's why we blow Shoifer on El to get this higher food. Vegama Yadeya Zenim Shach Binyan Amalchoshi Pi Hashem. Lachay Nikra Shoifer Moitzam Akar Pi Hashem. Also, because this is already referring to Shoifer of Rosh Hashanah, which is called Moitzam Pi Hashem because it constructs and it builds Malchus, which is called Pi Hashem. And this is from that place is where we're nurtured the entire month of El. So he explains, mm-hmm. is 40 days. And in Yom Kippur we receive the second Luchas, which is, what does that mean? Hashem gave us a new Torah. The first one was messed up because of our mess up. So Hashem gave us a new Torah, which means that all the emanations were re- were re- reconstructed, were reflowing. All of them. Everything that was lacking is refilled. And all the blemishes. We draw down new pnimium and new internal lights and new makif. And therefore, so because we're drawing down a whole new thing, we need to have the we need to have extra oomph and extra potent power to do that. And for that, God has to feed us with these special rose petals to be able to nurture our souls to be able to do that. And now, now in the Zohar, Pasha Shemois, it says, Dovar Achar, another Pshat. Bishoshanim, what does Shoshanim mean? So, according to the, what we learned till now, Shoshanim the whole time is the roses, is this level of mercy. But here it says, Those who study Torah. The word Shoshanim can be played as the word Sheshonim, those that are learning. So we have to say that Torah study is, is also bringing us or connecting us to this very, very quintessential primordial Amshacha to draw down to bring to bring new life to so what is the connection which we which we accomplish through tshuva that has to be drawn down through through Torah why for Indian simchas Torah this is the idea of simchas Torah sha simcha shall kol hashana betoyro mitzvus nichlal b'yoyim echad what simchas Torah 
Simcha's Torah, he says, is the gathering of joy. Of all the Torah mitzvahs you do all year long, you have one day in which all that joy is joy concentrate in one day, Simcha's Torah. And you have Simcha Shal Mitzvah in every mitzvah. Two things you can say. All the Simcha Shal Mitzvah from last year is embedded in this day, but it's also the empowerment for all the Simcha Shal Mitzvah that you're going to have in throughout the year. And since we learned earlier that Simcha Shal Mitzvah touches higher than the mitzvah itself, because it reaches the, right? That we learned earlier. Um, but yet, this Simcha Shal Mitzvah, so why are we connecting it to Torah, Dafka? It's joy. Why Dafka Simcha's Torah, which, which Torah, as we said, is before, is the Pnimi. And then there is Mitzvah, which is Makif, and the Simcha is Makif Le Makif. So, why is it connected? Because it's drawn through Torah. Even though it's Pneumius. Because that's what we learned earlier. Godel Talmud, Shemevli Dei Maisa. Godel Talmud, Shemevli Dei Maisa. Ekenoide as it is known. Because, you see, Pneumius, the idea of Pneumius, emerges in two places. There is Pneumius that emerges after all the Makifim. You have Makif, Makif, Lower Makif, Grandor Makif, Lower makif, and then there's panemius food, internalization. It's the most drip, drip, drip. That's the level of Torah that we're connect that that we usually speak. Torah, as we're taking it in, this is the makifim, the Torah, chachma. It's the arpanimi. It's after all the makifim, you come down to a after all the makifim, you come down to a panemi. But he says in truth, panemi is also at the very quintessential beginning. Because from God itself, they could never reveal itself to Makifim. It first, remember we learned earlier, we learned first there had to be a complete removal of Hashem's light. Then there is that little, little thread. And from that thread come the Makif. So what do you see? That there is a flip order as well. Where the Panimi is first, and then from the Panimi come the Makif. There is a narrow light, and from the narrow light come the encompassing energy. And that's the idea of Torah of Simchas Torah. Torah of Simchas Torah is not the Torah that comes after all the encompassing levels. And you get down to the Makif. It's the, it's the primordial Pnimi that precedes all the Makif. As he says over here. From him himself, nothing is drawn. There is a Tzimtzum, an empty space and a Chol. Raka kava chut and only a kavan chut nimshach acharat simtsum comes after the simtsum. Varehu pchinas pnimius, and that's pnimius. Vaachakach mimenu nimshachim kolamakifim. From it comes all the makifim. Simchas Torah is touching on that very, very beginning of the, as he called it earlier, mimamakim, uh, from the oimek, oimek, roish, the roish of the beginning of the hamshach. Ekenoidisha makifim ef shaliyas pnimium. Makifim rak. So if a makifim can't come down, it starts with pnimi and then it becomes makifim. And that's where Simchas Torah is at. So I guess the Torah causes the Simchas Mitzvah. So we take the Torah out. But when we're taking the Torah out, this is not the Torah that we're reading all year long. That's a Torah. 
This is the Torah as it's elevated to way above all the makifim, to its very, very beginning. And that Torah is emanating first Simcha Shal Mitzvah, powerful, encompassing makif, the dancing, the that, and that's why it's crazy dancing, from head to toe equally. That's why we're supposed to take a little mashka, forget our minds completely, and be in one energy that's wow. And then from there, we already move to mitzvah observance, because that's what we do on Simcha's Torah. We commit to mitzvahs, and then we move on to reading the Torah. That's already the makithim that come later. The orpinimi that comes later. Look at all these places and you will be a lot, lot, lot smarter. everyone. We did it. We did it. Believe me, at 6 o'clock today, I did not think that this was an end. The mimer was completely heavy, to me at least. It was like dry, bunch of Kabbalah words that made no sense. And I tried two times. The second time it got a little bit clearer. It was still like... Then I dove in the middle and I said, Eivish, there have mercy on me. And I actually meant it. That, at that moment I meant it. And look what happened. The mimer opened up. There's still a a lot more in this mimer, but at least we, and it even brought our good friend. And yeah, you know, 